节目。This is Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to the news on Radio Taiwan International. I am John Van Trieste, coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. We begin with a look at today's top stories. President Tsai Ing-wen says Taiwan hopes to deepen economic cooperation with the United States in the Indo-Pacific region. Premier Su Zhengchang says a proposed change to the Referendum Act that's met with opposition is only meant to prevent voter fraud. And Premier Su Zhengchang has called deported Chinese scholar Li Yi a terrorist. But first, our top story. President Tsai Ing-wen says Taiwan hopes to deepen economic cooperation with the United States in the Indo-Pacific region. Tsai was speaking Friday while meeting with visiting U.S. State Department official David Meal. Meal serves as Deputy Assistant Secretary for Trade Policy and Negotiations. Tsai said that Taiwan is Washington's 11th largest trading partner. She said Taiwan's growing purchase of U.S. goods and U.S. companies' continued investment and training of workers in Taiwan are signs of robust trade ties. Tsai said Taiwan's new southbound policy, seeking closer ties with Southeast Asia, South Asia, Australia, and New Zealand, is in line with the Trump administration's strategy of advocating a free and open Indo-Pacific. Taiwan is willing to seek the opportunity of possible bilateral cooperation and push for regional prosperity and development with the United States. Over the past 40 years, the two sides have laid a good foundation for cooperation. We are looking forward to continuing to further our partnerships to create more exchanges. Tsai said signing a trade agreement with Washington remains a top priority. Premier Su Zhengchang says a proposed change to the Referendum Act is meant to prevent voter fraud. The proposal would affect the signature-gathering process required to get a referendum on the ballot. Voters would have to provide photocopies of the front and back of their national ID cards when signing a referendum petition in order to prove their identity. This proposal is already on its way to becoming law. It is part of a larger bill to amend the Referendum Act that has already received cabinet approval. Critics say the bill will stifle willingness to sign on to referendum petitions, limiting their chances of success and damaging democracy. However, on Friday, Premier Su Zhengchang said the bill will not change the number of signatures needed to move a referendum forward. Instead, it is meant to ensure that only legitimate signatures are counted. Su said that three referendum questions put to voters last year got an illicit boost during the signature-gathering stage. Among the signatures backing each of these referenda were the names of more than 10,000 dead people. Su also said the bill would mandate that referenda be held at a separate time from elections. This would prevent the kinds of long lines and wait times that plagued polling places in November last year. Premier Su Zhengchang has called deported Chinese scholar Li Yi a terrorist. Su's statement came Friday after Li was deported to Hong Kong. Li has championed the use of force to unify the two sides of the Taiwan Strait. Li arrived in Taiwan earlier this week on a tourist visa, invited by a pro-unification group. He was originally scheduled to participate in a Saturday rally for unification and give a speech at the event. An immigration official said Li was deported because his planned activities were unlawful and did not match with the declared purpose of his trip. Chinese citizens in Taiwan on a tourist visa are not allowed to attend any political events. 
The official also said Lee's support of forceful unification endangers national security and social stability. Taiwan still holds a technological edge in the semiconductor sector, despite slipping to third place in terms of global market share during 2018. Figures show that in 2018, South Korea maintained its market share lead, while China overtook Taiwan for second place. The Taiwan Institute of Economic Research, a local think tank, has cited several reasons for Taiwan's slip. On Friday, an institute analyst said that Taiwanese companies are cautious about expansion, and that demand for all but high-end chips has shrunk. Meanwhile, the analyst said that China's demand for semiconductors and its production capabilities have both grown. However, the analyst said that when it comes to cutting-edge wafer production, Taiwan is still ahead of China by about five years. The Taiwan Plastics Corporation has come under heavy fire after the company was found to have hidden news of a gas leak in one of its refineries from nearby residents. The leak led to an explosion last Sunday. At 2 p.m. on Sunday, there was an explosion at a Yunlin County naphtha refinery belonging to the Taiwan Plastics Corporation. The accident did not lead to any injuries or casualties, but the sound of the blast left nearby residents in shock. It's been discovered that a company detected a gas leak at 9.30 a.m. four and a half hours before the explosion. Only senior officials were informed of the situation. Workers were only told to evacuate 20 minutes before the explosion, by which point the leak was out of control. The company never warned nearby residents of the impending explosion. Yunlin County officials have condemned the company for concealing the news of danger and for trying to cover up this fact afterwards. They have demanded the company set up a mechanism for reporting future emergencies. The company's vice president, Chen Wenyang, has apologized for the oversight. Jake Chen, RTI News. Long-distance religious processions are an old Taiwanese tradition. At certain times each year, devotees from certain temples carry statues of their gods on journeys that can stretch for hundreds of kilometers. People from all walks of life join these processions, including the occasional VIP. The Baishatun Mazu pilgrimage is one of the biggest annual religious events in Taiwan. It is a procession held in honor of the sea goddess Mazu that continues for many days. Unlike its famous cousin, the Dajia Mazu pilgrimage, the route and duration of this procession are not set in advance. Instead, the goddess herself is felt to guide those who bear her statue. The twisting paths that result can be treacherous. In 2001, worshippers even had to wade straight across a river. Everyone must follow the goddess's lead, even if they're the president. On Thursday, President Tsai Ing-wen headed to Yunlin County in central Taiwan, joining the march for 4.3 kilometers. She's the first president to take part in this procession, but she avoided discussing presidential issues. She exchanged greetings with fellow worshippers, but did not answer questions about a possible primary challenge to her re-election campaign. John Van Trieste, RTI News. These days, there are plenty of places to get your hair cut in Taiwan, from fancy salons to quick and easy 100 shops. With stiff competition and aging owners, old-school barber shops are being squeezed out of existence. But not all of Taiwan's old barbers are quite ready to pack their styling kits away. Barber Li Gendai came to Taiwan from China's Fujian province many years ago. He started learning how to cut hair at just 13. He's now 98, and even after a lifetime of cutting hair, he still has no plans to retire. At a young age, Li opened up a barber shop in eastern Taiwan's Hualien County. His wife later followed him into the hairstyling business. 
In their family-owned shop, the couple still keeps some vintage tools such as scissors and hair dryers. These traditional barber shops offer more than just haircuts. For instance, they were places where customers could get their faces professionally washed. They were also essential parts of the community. As tastes have changed and new kinds of barber shops have appeared in Taiwan, many classic barber shops have disappeared. But Li Gendai remains committed to giving the people of his neighborhood fresh, stylish cuts. Paula Chow, RTI News. Taiwan-based electronics company Acer unveiled a new line of laptops at a launch event in New York City Thursday. The company announced a number of new products as well as updates for its existing lineup. The star of the show was the Concept D9, a new line of laptops catering to creative professionals. These laptops feature a number of firsts for portable computers, including a hinged screen that can turn 360 degrees and an integrated drawing tablet. Acer CEO Jason Chen said at the unveiling that the new line will set an industry standard for creative laptops. Thanks for joining me for the news. I'm John Van Trieste. Stay tuned for another 50 minutes of English language features brought to you by Radio Taiwan International.